Stay inspired on the go with Springboard Zone, an inspirational podcast from internationally acclaimed executive coaches, authors and ministers, Albert and Comfort Okran. You will be inspired and challenged with strategies to consistently reach for new heights. And now, today's message by Reverend Albert Okran. Building transgenerational organizations. Number eight is the spirit of Esau. These are biblical illustrations but have corporate relevance. The spirit of Esau is a spirit that makes a decision based on present convenience with no recourse to future benefits. Esau says, give me something to eat right now and forget about legacy, forget about birthright, forget about everything. I just need something to eat now. And several times in running your organization, you will be forced to make that kind of decision. Do you look at the long term or are you fascinated by short term decisions with no long term relevance? The ninth thing that kills companies is the lure of appearance. And so you will find that in many organizations, there are people who do very well when they see you around. How many posts supervise people? You supervise people, either as a manager, an owner. True or false? Some people, when they see you coming, they get busy. They are organizing people. They are sending people around. When you leave, if you have CCTV or some way of monitoring, you realize that they are talking, Facebooking, misbehaving. When they see you coming, they are so busy. And leaders sometimes get fascinated by people like that. And we believe that they are the genuine ones. Look behind appearance. Again, by virtue of my vocation, I'll give you a biblical illustration. So someone is sent to go and appoint a, a, a new king from Jesse's house. He gets there and he sees Eliab and says, Ah, look at the structure. Look at it. He, he looks good. He must be the one. He said, No. The real one is hiding somewhere at the backside of the desert doing the work. There are talkers who do nothing. So don't let those people deceive you. You will see them in your organization. They talk plenty. They promise. <laughs> the story about two sons. One promised that he would do the work and didn't do it. The other one said nothing and did the work. Find a way of seeing that one who does not talk but delivers. And the final one is no health checks. Just like how physically some of us never do medical checkup <laughs> and just keep going to before. Sometimes companies do the same thing. We never stop to look back and ask ourselves, are our finances in order? Is our marketing being done right? Are appointments being done based on a certain system or we meet people in town and say, oh, come and work for me? How do we appoint? How is our HR being run? How are we running our order management system? Do we have a system in place? Are we personality based? Health checks are simply pausing to look at yourself well enough to see whether you can do better. And it's very critical. So, having said that, let me give you six things each company can do in building a transgenerational organization. I call them fiscal, not because we have so many bankers here. And it's not fiscal policy. It's just an acronym to help you remember. Six simple things that each company, each church, educational institution, probably even as an individual building a brand, you can think about that would help you position yourself transgenerationally. Number one is F. And F stands for foundation foundation. Now, the foundation determines the height. The substructure determines the superstructure. And so the kind of foundation that holds a one-story cannot hold a skyscraper. 
if you went to real estate and you built a one-story apartment and started renting it out and realized that the demand for accommodation is high, you can't add four floors on the foundation that was built to carry a one-story architect, two of us. Talk some for me. True? Fantastic. And so the problem with many of us is that we build companies with one-story foundations. And so when you start adding the floors, the center cannot hold. So things fall apart. At the point where you are building the foundation of your organization, don't think you would always be small. Don't be driven by your present circumstances to settle for anything and say, just give me anything. When you go to the regional um, department, people come there to register companies and the lawyers here will tell you, they don't even ask, what does it mean? Number of authorized shares. The number is, they don't ask anything, just give me something. They meet somebody on the corridor and say, give me something. Do you want sole proprietorship, limited liability, just do something. Do you have a company secretary? Oh, find some for me. So you have a company secretary on your documents and you don't know the person. (laughs) That is building a very shaky foundation. And then when you start adding, you have a problem. Your stated capital is too low. Nobody takes you seriously. You're wondering why each bank is turning you down. But look there. You say stated capital, 3,000 cities. But nobody explains it to you. And you are just going. So the foundation that is weak cannot build a skyscraper. I'm challenging everyone in this conference to imagine that you are building a skyscraper. A corporate skyscraper. In that regard, therefore, let the foundation go down before it comes up. What does it mean? I can imagine that if you were building some serious 20-story, it will go down for a while. So the person who starts building on the sand or building a shallow structure will look at you and wonder, why are you making so much fuss about these, all these details? Are they that important? When you are going down, you look at you're wasting your time. And you come back and you are the same level that you were at the point where you started. And you may look like you are the same as the other person. But you have built something that is invisible, but that has power to hold the growth. Everything you do must be guarded by what they call the 10-year rule. And that means 10 years from now, will you be proud of this decision? Some contracts will come, some opportunities to do some things will come, and you may do them because they will bring you quick money or it's a fast deal. But at a time when you are lifting up your head, some of those deals can come up and they can create very serious difficulties for you. Build a foundation that would last. Number two, identity. Define what your company does and does not do. Mission statements are not inscriptions we put on our walls for fun. They are a clear indication of what we believe in, what we invest in, what we will do or not do in pursuit of our corporate life. And so it's important for us to clearly define what we don't support. Don't leave things to discretion. Don't tell them, do what is fair. Fairness is very relative. <laughs> and so there's a particular bank in, in Ghana. You walk in and they say, thank you is the only acceptable way of appreciating our services. Let's not leave it to people to guess. They say, don't tip our tellers. You will punish both yourself or sanction both yourself and the teller. Clear. It makes everybody free. Our minds are clear. So what gets rewarded gets done. If in your company you reward people who do the wrong thing, you will produce more of them. If people who do the right thing get rewarded, you will see more of them. 
Talking about reward, I recall a particular instance where a group of students from KN University came on internship at our place. And I, looking at them, thought one particular one was doing very well. And so one, one day at staff meeting, I singled out that person and commended the person for the work the person was doing. Only to find out later from the supervisors that that person was the laziest of the lot. I was embarrassed and I learned my lesson. So don't follow appearance. Don't reward the lazy ones and ignore the ones who are doing the right thing. The third one is Shiva. Shiva is simply a philosophy that says, let's be obsessed with the customer and making them happy. It doesn't come naturally. It's not automatic. The customer can only get the best deal for your company if you put in effort, lots of thought and investment into making things happen for them. And I guess I'm telling you that imagine walking into a hotel. Maybe you take some one week off. Husband and wife, you are tired. You worked so hard for five years. You want to chill a little. So your 10th wedding anniversary or maybe it coincides with your the wife's 40th birthday and you, want, you don't want anyone around you so you go to a hotel in some remote location you check in quietly you want to just relax and have fun and the smart person at the front desk scans your passport as is the custom of most hotels and looks at date of birth and sees that the next day is your 40th birthday calls the sales manager talks to somebody and the next day a knock on your door and a birthday cake from the hotel or maybe you open your window, or they, you get a call from the front desk, open your window, you open your window, and there's a hot air balloon around your room with the inscription on it, Happy Birthday, Rima. You say, oh, how did they know? Listen, it will touch you. And it doesn't always cost a lot of money to make the customer feel appreciated. But that's the secret of staying in business continually. Thank you for listening to Springboard Zone, an inspirational podcast by Albert and Comfort Okran. Like our Facebook and Twitter pages at Albert and E. Okran and Comfort Okran A for free resources and information about our itinerary, conferences and media broadcast. For speaking appointments, email albert.okran at icloud.com or SMS or WhatsApp us on plus two three three two four. 9999000. You may also subscribe to www.albertokran.com, amazon.com, or your favorite online bookstore for copies of our inspirational books and audiovisual materials. Until we come your way again, always remember, you are blessed indeed. No more, no more, sir.